people start businesses for a lot of reasons. So if your reason for starting your business was you rage quit your job because you got tired of your boss and you hate him, and you think you can do it better than your old company did it, it's a perfectly valid reason to start a business, but that's not a really strategic reason to start a business. You're listening to executive leadership consultant and previous Solopreneur Success Connections guest trainer, Jason LaDuke. We both know building a successful business means defining an effective strategy and executing on it. With a background training U.S. military leadership and corporate executives, Jason knows strategy and execution well. And you're about to hear how to use these crucial skills in your own business right now, because Jason is today's guest on Solopreneur Success. Welcome to the Solopreneur Success Podcast, where successful business owners gather to share true stories and sound advice to help you start and grow your own solopreneur business. Come soar with us and design the life you love. Now, here's your host, Steve Combs. Hello, solopreneurs. Today, I'm interviewing Jason LaDuke, an executive leadership consultant and founder of Evil Genius Leadership Consultants in Las Vegas. And if you don't know, Jason delivered a powerfully helpful training on time management last summer in our Solopreneur Success Connections community, which helped many set priority work and actually focus on it, get it done, not just priorities for others, but your priorities, rather than getting distracted chasing everyone else's priorities. So it was a great conversation. It was a great training that Jason delivered. And I want to remind folks listening that patron members of the, of the community can jump in and watch that training anytime. Today, Jason and I are back to have a conversation in a related direction, your business strategy. And the truth is some folks are so busy in that day-to-day trenches, getting things done, I put quotes around getting things done here, that they never create space to think about the big picture, what they really want to get done. So that means they're spending all their time moving in 17 different directions, and it takes far too long to create progress in their business. Others tend to keep their heads in the clouds of business strategy, and yet they never put their hand to the hammer to make things happen. So today, Jason and I are going to talk about how you can use strategy and action to bring things together into priority action so you can grow your business the way you wanted to all along. So I've been looking forward to this conversation, Jason, for some time. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to sit down and talk with you, Steve, and to be with you and your audience. So, Yeah, it's fun to have these conversations with you. And I say welcome back to the show. I guess really is welcome back to the community because you weren't actually on the podcast before. And I was talking with you a couple of weeks ago. And I said, golly, I never actually invited Jason on the podcast. How did that happen? Because you have so much knowledge to share. I said, we got to get you on because you, you have so much experience in the whole realm of business strategy and time management. Uh, you're a consultant to many. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background for listeners who aren't already familiar with you. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we got to do the podcast because as you know, as we've talked about, I would do conversations like this all day long instead of doing anything else if I could get away with it. So yeah, I spent 20 years in the Air Force engineering degrees, worked as in a research lab, worked as a flight test engineer, did rapid prototyping and development. And as an Air Force officer, one of the things you're expected to do is to build teams and to achieve objectives and to keep moving the ball forward on, whether you know it or not, on the national security objectives of the United States of America. And that doesn't really become apparent to you until you become a a senior leader. And it didn't really become apparent to me until I was an instructor at Air War College in the distance learning program. 
teaching the future senior leaders of the Air Force about strategy and about how everything we do in the military is about achieving a national security objective. And that gave me a new appreciation for strategy or an appreciation for strategy, because one of the big challenges with strategy is strategy isn't just taking what you've always known, what's always worked for you in the past, and just doing it on a bigger scale. That's not really what strategy is. Strategy is, it's about having a vision. It's about foreseeing the outcomes you want to get, and then broadening your toolbox, broadening your capabilities in order to achieve those, that vision, in order to achieve those outcomes in the best possible way. You've probably heard the saying, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yeah. And that's part of the big challenge for even the best and brightest to shift from a tactical mindset to a strategic mindset. It's not about a bigger hammer or swinging the hammer harder because you're trying to achieve bigger objectives. It's about looking for what else you can put in your toolbox that you can use when the day comes to achieve the outcomes you're looking for. Yeah, well said, because it is a well-known saying, but it's so true. And I think people kind of get their themselves lost in uh, the forest, so to speak, and then they have a big tree in front of them and they don't see anything else because they're just so in the day-to-day of their business. They don't take time to step back and say, okay, what is the big picture? Mm-hmm. And I know that's, that's the case with many folks. It's even the case with me sometimes. You have to take those periodic times to step back. So let's just start right at the very top there because people are like, they're slamming every day, getting the work done, getting the work done, getting the work done. And then what happens, I find anyways, with the clients I work with and people I speak to, other solopreneurs, if they're not careful, what happens is they get so busy in the day-to-day, they lose sight of why they started this business in the first place. And all of a sudden, it's like it's become a job and it's no longer fun. It's not a business. It's a glorified job and it's not even providing the lifestyle they wanted anymore. So how do you get to the place? How do you suggest getting to the place where you can actually define strategy? And what does that mean to you? Well, you've already said it. If you are a solopreneur or an entrepreneur who's looking to grow a business beyond yourself or in business in any kind, the first part of strategy is recognizing why and remembering why, periodically bringing yourself back to you, why you started that business in the first place, who you're trying to help, also how you try to help them. But that's a little bit of your tactics. And we talked about strategies about learning what else you can put in your toolbox. And I think that's really important for entrepreneurs is that we often get into business because we're very good at something and we want to bring that to other people. And there are a set of people who have that problem, but our skill set isn't the only way to solve their problem. And often what happens with entrepreneurs, especially when they're first getting started, those first, that first year or two there in business, they go out, they start getting their name out there. They start doing whatever marketing they're doing, usually a lot of word of mouth. And what they do is they run into people who have a similar problem that they can kind of wedge what they're doing into, or they run into someone who doesn't really have the problem they're looking for, but they ask them, can they do something else for them? And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but a lot of first-time and new entrepreneurs end up doing things that don't match up with why they started that business in the first place. And you can see it when you talk to them. You can see it in their face. You can hear it in their voice how frustrated they are because their clients or their customers have really pegged them into this path that they're unhappy on and they're not doing they're not solving the problem they set out to solve in the first place just through circumstances and we all know how important it is to work hard every day to keep pursuing to keep going to keep the ball moving but sometimes you see that where entrepreneurs in fact often you see that where entrepreneurs are way off 
in a different place on the map than the place they were trying to get to. And that's the big challenge. That's why it's really important to recage yourself on the idea of why you started this business in the first place. And I'm sure you've talked about it on this podcast and in some of your training, Steve. Sometimes you got to fire your clients. Yeah, it's funny you said because you said about you know your your customers peg you into this path, but I'll remind a listener: Hey, you choose who you work with. You don't have to work with anyone. It's your business. You choose who you work with. But if you'll take out anybody for any reason, any price, guess what? You're going to get whatever comes your way. As we're talking about today, you have to have a strategy. You have to have a direction. You have to have a a vision, a goal, a purpose. And as you said very well, you have to have a why. And guess what? Your customers have a why as well. I'm going to talk about that in my upcoming book, uh, the start book I'm writing right now, that the why is so important. It's almost almost cliche these days because everybody says you got to have a why, but how many people really take a moment to sit down and say, why am I doing this? Or maybe they did when they started the business, but they don't have that reminder in front of them say, yeah, I actually, I'm trying to accomplish a purpose here, both professionally and personally, because regardless of what you know your professional business looks like, it has an impact on your personal life as well, especially for solopreneurs, because you're not nine to five. You've got all the hats on typically until you start growing to the point where you hire a virtual team or whatever. You've got to handle that. So the why is, is important, Jason. What else would you say is, is kind of along that path of starting down the path of, of achieving or not even achieving it, but setting a strategy? What do you have to do? So the why is important. And it's also all those things you said were great, but it's also make sure it's your why. That's a huge thing because there's a lot of people who have someone else's why out there and they've started a business. So to move on from the why, now you get into the who, who are the people you're trying to solve? And this is what helps you build your marketing strategy, which is part of your overall strategy. But really, it's just about setting those priorities and those goals after that. And so the goal in your first year might be to get to $10,000 a month. That's a really easily measurable goal. And what we start doing is we start making sure that the things we're doing every day match up with the overall why. Now, they may be things we don't like to do. They may be things we don't feel like we have to do. They may be things that move the ball very slowly, but we want to make sure that all those tasks that we're doing every day and the degree to which we're putting time into them meet the why. I think we all know a solopreneur who spends eight hours picking the perfect color of blue for their social media post on the text on their social media post that they're doing. And we talk a lot about hustle and grind, but spending that much time on the color of blue and really what most people are going to notice is that it's blue of some shade may not be the best use of your time based on your why. And that's what I mean when I'm talking about strategic focus. Is this really the best use of my time to meet my why? So there's the, are, we, are the actions we're taking and the degree to which we're putting our effort into them, are they contributing to the why or are they pushing us into a different place? Yeah, and uh, I was thinking as you were speaking there too, because you, you made a great point. You know, it has to be your why. And I mentioned about you know, your customer's why. I think I should probably clarify that for the listener. Because I, I was thinking like, you know, that could be confusing. You have to have your personal why for the business. When I was saying the customer, why I'm talking about why would they hire you? And that's kind of getting ahead of strategy a bit. That's kind of delving into why the offer. And that's not really what we're talking about today. So sorry if I confused anybody there. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It has to be your why when you are moving your business in a specific direction. Because otherwise, you can move in any direction. It doesn't really matter. I mean, if you, if you have no destination in mind, it doesn't matter what direction you move because you'll get wherever you're going anyways. If you want to achieve a certain goal, you want to achieve a certain destination in your business. In other words, 
what are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to achieve a six-figure income that gives you time flexibility and you can take off when you want to or whatever? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? Do the decisions you make in your business allow you to accomplish that? Or will they provide a business down the road, at least, that allow you to accomplish that? So that, that's just well taken. When we're talking about strategy, I know that something we tend to do, especially when we are a company of one, as solopreneurs are, we tend to wear all the hats. And I know it's very important to, to realize that just because you're a solopreneur, you don't have to wear all the hats. You should outsource those things that are not your core specialty as soon as possible, especially those things that are generate revenue or take things off your plate that are preventing you from moving your business forward at a pace and, and, and level of proficiency that you could if you had the help. So what kind of things should people think about to say, okay, how do I focus on a specific direction as opposed to, I think you're a fan of saying, I like, don't move in 17 directions at once. So what do you do to ensure you get your business moving in the right direction? The areas I like to talk about, because there are a lot of things you could be doing in your business. There's a lot of things it takes to run a business. And I think a lot of people, I know I didn't really understand everything that went into running a business until I started one. So the areas I suggest people focus on to stick with their strategy once they've clearly defined it and set some goals, measurable goals that go along with it and can ask that question, is this helping me meet my goals and how do I know? But you already said it, revenue generating activities. As a, especially as a solopreneur, that's where 90% of your focus needs to be. And then you have what I call a core competency that goes along with the revenue generating activities, right? You create a product or you provide a service. And those are the areas where you need to put the most focus on, right? Now, it may not take you a lot of time to create your product. It may not take you a lot of time to actually do the service, but you want to focus on, am I generating revenue? How am I generating revenue? And then now we get into things like marketing and sales and that piece. But you have to focus on where's that revenue coming from? How am I bringing it in? And then find the right team or find the right skill set, find the right tools to do the marketing for you, to do the sales for you. If you last summer, I outsourced my marketing. It was the best decision I ever made. I was doing it for myself for a number of years. It was working fine, but I wanted to take a step up and I wanted to be more focused on being able to do the training that I do with clients. And I wanted to be able to spend time looking for the right clients, not just any client who came along. And that meant I needed to up my game on my website. I needed to upgrade, upgrade my game on my social media marketing and just on my marketing in general. And then I can still handle the sales piece because the brand is getting broader views, broader. The brand is getting broader. More people are seeing it and we're getting more interest in the company now. So I can still handle that sales piece. But it was something that was beyond my skill set to grow it the way I wanted to. And that was a strategic decision because I could have kept doing it, but I was spending so much time doing that. I wasn't focusing on what are the products, what are the courses, what are the, the pieces of content that I can put out that are really going to A, educate people and B, bring revenue to the company. Oh, that's good. I would love to hear if you're, if you're comfortable sharing, how did you go about deciding what pieces to outsource? What did you outsource? And what are the pieces you retained and why? Because I think that'd be really instructive for our listeners if you're willing to share that. I don't know if you're, you're comfortable going to that level of detail, but if you are, that would be awesome. I actually have a really simple model for when you should outsource something. And they are, one, if you're not good at it, and a lot of business owners, a really clear example of that for a lot of business owners is bookkeeping and accounting. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You can, you can do your bookkeeping and accounting on your own. It's not terribly difficult, but there's a lot of rules that go along with it. 
And unless you've had an accounting course, even using accounting software and categorizing your expenses and your revenues in accounting, it's not intuitive the way you would do it for your personal checkbook. So if you're not good at something or you don't have the skill set to do it, go find someone who can do it. It's worth finding the money. Bookkeepers don't charge a lot of money. And when it comes tax time, you're going to be glad you had an accountant do it. Every year I've had the business, I've been glad I've had the accountant do it instead of trying to do it myself. So if you're not good at it, don't have the skill set for it, figure out a way, and this comes back to strategy, figure out a way to bring that revenue in so you can put it right back out to that accountant or bookkeeper. Two, if you don't like doing it, get someone else to do it. Right? There are plenty of things in the business that I don't like doing. And as much as I like to engage on social media, I don't like posting to social media. I don't like creating posts. I like creating little videos and stuff that the marketing team can put out there. But I just don't like researching the hashtags, researching the SEO for the website. So if you're not good at it, if you don't like doing it, or at the end of the day, if you just don't want to do it anymore, start building, go back to your strategy, think about the goals you need, the revenue goals you need to make or update so that you can bring that revenue in to push it out to someone who can do that do that in one of those three categories. Because what you'll find is as you're freed up from doing those things in those three areas, that you are able to stay focused on the big picture of the company, be able to stay focused on more revenue in, finding those correct clients, those right clients for you, and you will be more profitable by outsourcing to someone who can really do the job well for you instead of trying to struggle through it yourself or just being really, really upset with yourself because you have to do it and can't spend time on other things. Right. And also it's that, that mental space you have when you're doing something you actually hate doing. I mean, when I was in the corporate world, there was so much that I was like, I'm just tired of sitting at this desk in this cubicle doing the grind day after day. So what do I don't want to do a grind in my business for it. Sure, there's sometimes you're just going to have to you know, power through things that you don't particularly love to do, especially starting the business. But there, there comes a point when it's time to say, okay, what can I get off my plate? Like you said, it's not like you had another step there too. You know, obviously what you can, what you're not good at or what you don't want to do. Anything else that you say, this is a time to, to bring it up to uh, another resource, hiring somebody, outsourcing it to a company, something like that? It comes down to profitability. If you can outsource something and that time is better spent on working with your clients, bringing in another client, right? If you've got to spend four hours a week on your bookkeeping, that's four hours a week you're not spending with a client. or four, right. So now you can... Yes, there are variable costs that, that come with bringing a client. And yes, there's some additional expense that comes with bringing a client in. But you're optimizing for profit at that point. And that, that makes total sense. That, that's what most sole firms, I, I don't care if you're doing a product or you're a service-based professional. And I don't know, maybe you're a coach, you're a designer, you're a writer, whatever you do, dog walker. Bottom line is, you're either offering a service or you're offering a product. In both cases, you have to generate the revenue. And if you're, say you're creating a product, can you use those four hours a week to enhance your product or create a new offer, that's going to be more valuable to you than sitting there and grinding through the books as far as your revenue generating activities. So let's talk about a different direction here. We were kind of just chatting a couple of weeks ago. We're saying, well, how should we kind of direct this conversation? And I know strategy is a huge part of it. I don't know if you have anything else to share on the strategy, please do. But I want to kind of bring us around to the important thing is that some people are so busy thinking big picture they never get the actual work done. So what do you see in, in that realm? I know I see that, but what are you seeing out there when you talk to people that are really big picture thinkers 
Does that seem to be pretty common for you that most people are really big picture thinkers, don't get the work done necessarily in the day-to-day or, or is it some people are, are great at both? What do, you, what do you find? There are some people who are great at both. I think what I've run into most here in the Las Vegas area is people are, they have an incredible work ethic and they want to be working all the time. So they're finding things to do that aren't necessarily moving the ball forward on their strategy. Every so often you run into someone who is a big picture thinker and they have a real hard time turning that into action. The trick to that is if you're thinking about the future, one, take a look at the present. Are we moving along to that future or are we kind of stagnating? That probably means if we're stagnating or we're not moving along as fast as we think we could be, we probably are thinking a little, spending a little too much time refining the strategy and admiring the problem, as we used to say in the Air Force, and not turning it into action. As you know, it's really important whenever you have some kind of problem, even if you're overwhelmed, even if you don't know where to start, to take one step. Well, take one small step every day. And yeah, maybe that step didn't help. So tomorrow's step, you reevaluate and you take a different step, or it did help and you, you move one more step along that direction. And pretty soon, as you start to build momentum, you'll start taking two or three steps a day, and eventually you'll have the problem solved. So the tool here, really, if you are someone who is really focused on the big picture, but it's not turning into action, is set yourself some clear, measurable goals and really start keeping track of, you've got to work that, this comes back to time management priorities, work that measurement, however often you collect your data. Is it revenue per week, revenue per month? Is it number of clients or number of customers, number of units we've sold, you just have to have a clear, measurable goal and then follow through on that. Track how you're doing your goal. Because remember, we don't track things just for the sake of tracking things. I think that's that's something that's gotten lost over the last decade because tracking data is very important. Tracking our goals is very important. We don't do it just to track them. We do it because you want to know when you've achieved your goal. And when you then it's time to when you've achieved it, you're close to achieving it, then you reset your you either reset your goal or you move on to a new one. So that's the tool. That is one tool for if you're really focused on the big picture and don't find yourself taking the action or building the team that can take the action to get to the big picture. Sometimes that's the best thing for a big picture thinker is find the team where you can give them the big picture and they go, got it, we're going to turn this into action. But finding a team is taking an action in and of itself. So it's, but if you're a solopreneur, set yourself a clear, measurable goal or two, track it. See if you're on the pace you want to be on. And then if not, make some changes. And then you use those time management skills, right? Make sure you're blocking out some time on your calendar, not just to think about the big picture, but creating that product or creating that service or whatever it is, those tasks you need to do to meet that measurable goal. Use that calendar. Use those good time management skills that you mentioned that you have in your program right now from when we talked last summer. Yeah, and by the way, you said something really important is put that on your calendar. And I know you talked about that in the training last summer. Uh, is block time out so you actually get the work done. And I'm going I'm to say, when you're tracking your goals, consider also tracking your activity towards the goal because you'll be shocked at how little time you probably are spending towards the things. You're like, why isn't this happening? Well, maybe you're not spending more than 27 minutes a day on it. And if it's really a priority, maybe it deserves a little bit more of your attention than you're giving it. Maybe you need to shuffle your day around to block out more time. And if you want to, one of the fun things I do, I do with a with a client is sometimes say, let's do a work log. What are you really accomplishing in your day or your week? Write down the decisions. Are are you actually? How do you feel when you make that decision? Are you feel like you're moving your business forward? Because sometimes your gut feeling will tell you a whole bunch. 
about mm-hmm. whether you're making the right decisions. You need to learn to trust your gut after a while when you're in business. And there's a great tool out there. I've, I've recommended it many times to folks. And it's on, on my community's the member portal of resources. Uh, suggested I don't make any money by referring it. I just think it's a great tool. It's rescue time. If you do a lot of computer work, just install that thing on your computer or on your phone and find out where your time's really going every day. You might be shocked at how little time you're really focused on your priorities and how much time you're wasting with distracting activity. Something just to think about. Work logging is a fantastic tool because it's shocking how quickly we think we can do important things, important tasks. We think we can knock them out. I can do those in like an hour, right? And when we really track it, it you know, to do it well, it takes us two or three hours. And there's nothing wrong with that. But really understanding ourselves and how long it takes to do something has a big impact on how we manage our time. And if we're spending our time in the right place to move the ball forward on our strategy. I'm a big fan of work logging. I do it with almost all of my clients. If I have a client who says their problem is they don't have enough time to do everything, that's almost always where we start is doing a work log. Yeah, you got to see where, where is time going? We all have the same 24 hours a day. And I, you said something else too. It, it kind of reminded me of another common phrase. I don't remember where I heard it from first, but it's worth repeating. And that is we, we tend to overestimate what we can do in a short period of time mm-hmm. and underestimate what we can do in a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So uh, what you're talking about earlier about persistent, consistent action, that's how you move forward towards a goal. What step are you taking today to, to, to move closer to that goal? And that work log will show you, are you actually taking the steps? So use that. Something else I wanted to talk about today was kind of moving that direction already anyways, but how do you combine strategy and action in your business? How does that kind of meld together? And how do you recommend clients to take strategy, take action, bring it together where it's actually um, moving them forward and they're not getting too lopsided towards the big idea or too lopsided towards in the trenches and not thinking outside their little daily box? The question is, how do you know, right? Right. <laughs> it's one of the most important questions you can ask yourself as a business owner. I learned the importance of that question when I was doing flight testing in the Air Force. How do you know something's working? How do you know something's not working? It's one of the most important questions in life. And then I got a new appreciation for it when I went into business for myself. So that's really the question to ask is how do you know if it's working? How do you know if the actions you're taking today are meeting your strategy? You're taking some actions, whether they are aligned with your strategy or not. This comes down to maybe you're doing work logging. Maybe you're taking a look at your day. Maybe you're taking a look at your results and saying, why aren't my results here? Well, maybe my marketing strategy isn't working. Well, how do you know if your marketing strategy is working or not? Well, what are you doing for marketing? What's your mix of traditional advertising, print advertising, blogging, social media, right? And where are the levers you can pull on that and do little experiments of, let me, instead of posting twice a week on social media, let me try posting daily. So there are a lot of things you can do, but really the most important advice I can give is always be asking yourself, how do you know? How do I know it's working? How do I know it's not working? I see plenty of people who immediately assume something's not working because it's not getting the result they want, but there are a number of trap lines to pull on that. Like, am I spending the time and effort on the tasks that are aligned with my strategy or do I believe I'm spending the time on it, but I'm actually spending my time somewhere else? Yeah, well, well said. You got to know what you're doing. Uh, in other words, not, I don't mean like what you're doing, like how to do your business. I mean, what are you spending your time on? Again, it really just keeps coming back to that same core point is, it's kind of like we talked about last summer, when you trained on time management. And time management is really, a, what is the priority? And the priority should be set by your business strategy. And that should define your day-to-day actions. And then you have to have that time where you review what's happening and why is it happening? And am I doing what it takes or do I need to make an adjustment uh, in my daily schedule? Yeah. 
And I don't want anyone to feel bad about this. Strategy is very hard. We saw our best and brightest officers in the Air Force struggle with moving from that idea of doing more of what I'm good at tactically to thinking strategically, that idea of bringing in new tools, that idea of expanding your patterns of thought to look at the whole big picture, look for the problems you didn't anticipate, look for the problems you don't know about, and and look for solutions to those problems that you wouldn't anticipate. So I don't want anyone to feel bad about this. Strategy itself is hard. And then this whole idea of asking the question of how do you know and making sure you're spending time in the place that's moving. These are not things that are easy or intuitive to the human brain. It's something that takes practice. That's why we have these tools like time management tools, goal setting tools, all of the things. I know you use them with your clients, Steve. This is why we have the tools because what we're trying to do with these tools is help you develop the thought patterns and the habit. Once you have the thought patterns and the habit, you don't need the tool as much anymore. But the tool is to help you develop the thought patterns and the habit to start thinking more strategically, to start critically evaluating how you're spending your time, what you're spending your time on, and is it moving the ball forward on your strategy and your goals? Because if we just leave you to your devices and say, you need to think more strategically without giving you any tools to do that, we're really not helping you that much. Yeah. Let's say somebody comes to you, Jason, and they say, well, that's great, all these tools, but where do I start? What's the very first step? Let's say I I really even thought I kind of had this big dream about my business, but what's the Mm -hmm. first step that Shoma, and I just want to kind of bring it back home to the strategy piece. What's the first step to defining a strategy? What would you say is the most important first step to begin that process? So you have tools, but what do you do? As we talked about, that first step is why. And people start businesses for a lot of reasons. So if your reason for starting your business was you rage quit your job because you got tired of your boss and you hate him, and you think you can do it better than your old company did it, it's a perfectly valid reason to start a business, but that's not a really strategic reason to start a business. So then we have to start digging into the deeper questions. So who is it you're trying to help? How are you trying to help them? What is it that you offer that's different from your old place or from anyone else? starting to dig through those basic marketing questions and building the story of your business. Yeah, the story of your business, that's that's big. Yeah, talk to that, that's important. When a a coach or a marketing consultant or a business strategy consultant sits down with you and starts asking you all these questions, it's not just because we're trying to create marketing collateral for you. It's because the story of your business is, is really important. And the story of your business isn't the chronology of, this is my background and this is why I decided to quit my job because I hated my boss. And that's not the story of your business. The story of your business is those lofty goals of what is the change I'm trying to bring to the world? What are the tools I have in my toolbox to bring that change to the world? And so those are the questions you start to initially ask and you just dig deeper and deeper on those questions. And that's, you know, if you work with a a branding or a marketing consultant, they will bring you right down to the level of, okay, we figured it out. Your first project is going to be a 999 ebook to capture the story of your business and give a little helpful advice to people who are in the same boat or who are facing the problem you're trying to help them with. So it's all about asking questions. Why am I here? Who am I trying to... It's the who, what, when, where, why, how that we all learned in grammar school about journalism, right? Trying to tell a story. This is about telling the story of your business. You've got to understand that story of your business better than anyone else. And that's the core of your strategy. That's awesome right there. That's that's worth the whole list right there, listeners. If you're struggling with a, where do I move forward in the strategy, what Jason just said, 
go back and rewind this thing and listen to that again, because that is so powerful. Your story is really how you impact the world. And that with your wife is going to be the baseline of your whole business strategy right there. I love it. Great stuff. Jason, this has been a great conversation. I want to make sure that uh, you're able to share with our listeners uh, anything that you had final thoughts on that maybe I forgot to ask you about. And also, how do people find you and how do they work with you? I think we've covered a lot of things. The thing I would say is don't be afraid to ask for help. Steve's out there. I'm out there. We're happy to talk for, I'll do a phone call with you. I'll do a Zoom call with you. We'll talk about some stuff, try to help you refine that top level, that why, and start to build the story of your business. And and Steve, I'm hoping you and I can do something together in the future. I'd love to find a way we can do some kind of event or something like that together. So maybe we'll Maybe that'll be something we can do in the future. But if you want to reach me, it is, the website is evilgeniusleadership.com. You can email me at info at evilgeniusleadership.com. We are Evil Genius Leadership everywhere on social. We don't have a TikTok yet or a Snapchat, but we're on Instagram and Facebook and, and LinkedIn. Connect with us on LinkedIn. We love to connect on LinkedIn with people, especially their businesses. We got a lot of fun stuff we're doing right now. Now that things are happening in person again, we're doing about once a month, we're doing a beginner's guide to negotiation to business negotiation course here in Las Vegas. So if you're ever in the area, look and see if we're doing that, if you want to learn some negotiation skills. And what I'm really most proud of recently is we have a new how to start a business in five easy steps ebook. And it's it's just a real short ebook. It's got a couple of worksheets in it that can help you with some of the things that we talked about today with a big focus on why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Because that matters. It really does. And if if your idea of being an entrepreneur is cashing a lot of checks and having a lot of social media followers and going to a lot of parties, there's probably a conversation we ought to have about what being an entrepreneur is really like. So, so but uh, yeah, if you get a chance, check out the book. If you're in Vegas, check out one of our courses. We're going to try to turn that into a digital course in the future as well. But that's where to find us. So. Yeah, that's great. And I'll just gonna say, for those who say, I already have a business, I would grab Jason's book anyways, because it's always worthwhile to kind of take a step back as we talked about in our conversation today. Take a step back and look at the why and the other foundational aspects of your business. Maybe there's some adjustments that you haven't thought about in a very long time and it might pique some ideas for you. And then also, finally, I just want to say I've, I've seen Jason's training on video. I haven't seen him in person yet. We've got to meet in person sometime. Got to come to Las Vegas. Vegas. Or I got to come out there. Austin now, right? Uh, actually, Dallas, Fort Worth. Dallas, area. So, so yeah. You know, I haven't been to Texas in a while. We'll have to find a reason to come down there and we can get together. Yeah, for sure. And I I guess you do some great work in the trainings. I've seen them uh, on video, like I said. So if you can get down to to join Jason for any of his live trainings, be sure to do that. Again, you'll find it on his website. And I'll put all those links in the show notes page. If you didn't write them down, it's okay. If you're driving or whatever, don't either, you know, you don't have to pull over, just get the show notes link after the outro music and I'll give that to you. And you can just jump on there and grab the links and get right to Jason's site, get that book really important, Steve, that I don't think we really got to is it's really important to reevaluate your strategy periodically. Not every day, not every week, but measure your goals as you're going monthly or however you're measuring them. And then about every six months or maybe a year, depending on how things are going for you, it's important to reevaluate your strategy because the world changes, opportunities change, markets change, and reevaluating your strategy is going to keep your business going for a long, long time. Awesome. Well, hey, Jace, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for joining me again. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Solopreneur Success Podcast. 
we hope you discovered valuable advice on how to start and grow your own successful solopreneur business. If you liked the podcast, you'll love the all-new Solopreneur Success Connections community at solopreneurcoach.com. Here you'll get exclusive access to our private, members-only community of business builders, free business building resources, and live online monthly training designed to accelerate your business success. Join us now at solopreneurcoach.com. Hey, solopreneurs, it's Steve Combs again. You can find all the links to the resources mentioned in this episode on the show notes page at solopreneurcoach.com forward slash 058. And if you'd like to watch Jason's full training on effective time management, patron members of Solopreneur Success Connections will find that and dozens of other complete training session recordings within our members area. If you're not a patron member of the community, your first month is only $7 and there's no obligation to continue. I invite you to learn more at solopreneurcoach.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening.